Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And my guest today is Cynthia Erivo. And so if I just said, well, you should see one movie, I'd be wrong because she <laughs> just isn't content with one. You know, so she has Greedy. bad times at the El Royale. Widows are now, and then later, well, we'll discuss that. Yes. Cynthia, I'm so thrilled to have you Thank here. you for having really, me. Really, it's so great to have you. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I remember watching you in Color Purple oh and gosh. going, <gasps> what? And you know what? You practically became in the industry. There's a thing called the EGOT, where you can win an, an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Yep. And just out of the Color Purple and what yes. you've done with it, yes. you're only one Oscar short. <laughs> I right? am, yes. <laughs> It's crazy. It's really right. crazy. <laughs> Everything was. Oh, we made the album of it. Let's yep. give her the Tony as best actress. Yeah. Then the album. Then you go on the Today Show or something. I know. Sing another song. That was song. the craziest. That was the craziest because I found out about the, that uh, the Emmy when I was. Oh, now I'm going to sound ridiculous. I was doing. I was doing a TED talk uh, uh-huh. in Vancouver. <laughs> And I get back to my hotel and I get this phone call from um, Heather at the American Theatre Wing. She goes, oh, we, you, you just won, just won an Emmy. I said, an, e- an <laughs> Emmy? Happen? What do you mean? I don't recall doing How? it. How? Oh, the performance you did on the Today Show. Mm-hmm. What do you mean the performance? The, the performance where you won, the, where you had the nomination for the Tonys, you won an Emmy. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong with what America? What is going on? Right? What are they doing? Okay, great. Okay, good. Okay. So all they have to do, really, then, is make a movie of the musical of I The Color so. Purple and give you the Oscar for that. You and nobody would have done would have that. Done, no right. one would have swept it, all of those things one, for, for one thing. thing to do that. That would be crazy. But now, tell me, because, you know, we were talking a little before about yeah. all these movies that you've done, yes. you know, coming out of all this. Yes. It's like a first time yeah. thing for you, right? Yeah, it's all, it's all new. How did it, what began? What? <laughs> I don't know, I was, I was, it's, I think it's the colour purple. I genuinely think mm-hmm. the colour purple changed like the trajectory of everything. Um, uh, Francine, uh, who cast the uh, cast Widowed, had come to see me in the colour purple. I think she'd gone back to Steve and said, look, there's this girl mm-hmm. in the colour purple who I think might be right for your film. I think you should see her. So I sat and I met with Steve and that was kind of it. We sat, we ate like, I think we had eggs or something at the Standard Hotel. Do you get nerves, you know, when at I'm all when people? that happens, when they say, well, I mean, it's Steve McQueen. It's... <laughs> Well, He's yeah, there's a moment of like, Oscars really? for 12 years of slave, you know, yeah, he has a history of all of this. Does any of that phase you? Well, yes, there is a slight moment of disbelief, like, that's, that's not going to happen, but okay, <laughs> thanks for telling me. <laughs> and you sort of like, wait till the actual day, and you're like, okay, so no one's cancelled, this is going to happen. <laughs> and then you sort, you're walking into the stand and you're like, oh my God, I'm actually about to meet Steve McQueen for a movie. Okay, <laughs> and then you're sat with him, and it the, you know there are moments of like I can't believe this is actually happening, and I have to, and it keeps playing in my head. It sort of I'll be in the moment, I'll be like it's fine, it's fine, it's happening, it's really good, it feels normal. And then all of a sudden, oh my god! You're then you're looking with, at yourself. And then you're from looking above, exactly right? like outside of yourself, thinking what? How did you get here? This is crazy. And I feel like I've been ha- having like consecutive moments like that in it this last. Like it sort of, well, the last two years have been exactly like that. The it's Colour Purple was the beginning. I mean, it's, it's, it's just non-stop. One, I've read about you being like, 
physical fitness, yeah. like beyond reason. I mean, you're in fabulous shape. <laughs> Thank we you. can see that. But <laughs> what started that? Were you? What I mean, I, you're running marathons. Yeah, I, you know, I think at first it started when I was maybe about 18, and I was dancing, and it was a way to to stay fit. It really was. But then when I started doing shows, it felt like both a way to keep well and fit for the performance, but also to find a place, like a, a space for myself mm -hmm. to meditate. So for me, especially when I started doing The Color Purple, fitness and running felt like a space that I could go to that was just for me. Mm -hmm. And it was where I could escape for a little bit and think about things and process things and meditate and, you know, just disappear for a second, take a break. Mm -hmm. And that's just continued. And th now there's this, I, I guess it gives me adrenaline and it gives me a, a, an adrenaline rush and I get the serotonin and it, I get all of that from running and, and get being fit. and. And then I see the benefits of it for, for all the things that I've been doing so far. And so I think there's a slight addiction to being fit and a... And a oh, and there are worse out. addictions. Oh, well, definitely. Know? So <laughs> right. I'm, I'm glad it's this addiction that I have, yeah. So it's, it's helping you it's help, in yeah, everything completely. that you do with yeah. your work. Mind, body and soul, yeah. Let's start with Widows because it's the first movie yes. that you I've did, have yeah, done. I've done. Yeah. There you are, yes. Cynthia Rebo, yeah. fit as a fiddle, you know, and yeah. ready for anything that happens. Absolutely. What is that first day? We first did like a reading. We all came out, come, we all came together, sat on, sat in this little room, this office, and read the script together. Steve is there, Viola's there, Michelle, Elizabeth. We're all sat together reading mm -hmm. through these women and finding out what their lives are. And I cannot tell you how nervous I was. <laughs> I really was very nervous because I'd never done it before. I had no idea what it looked like. I had no idea what the setup was like. I didn't know anything. But you're pretending. Going into it blind and faking it till I make it just in, mm -hmm. until someone says, actually, no, you're doing it completely wrong. And no one ever did. And so I'm like, okay, maybe. No one said you're doing, you're doing this wrong. No, no, no one. And, you know, I don't know what I feel like I took to it like a duck to water. It seemed to just feel natural. And everyone was so supportive that I didn't feel like I was um, going to let anyone down because, I, you know, I already knew what my what my job was for everyone else. Because I always think if you think about it like going in to help everybody else as opposed to thinking about yourself, it makes it way easier. Yeah. It takes the pressure off. So it's like, <laughs> I'm if just going to go. If you could do it, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you could just go in, right, my job is to make sure that I facilitate what you need for this scene. So I'm going to make sure that you have what you need. And if I do that, I can't go wrong because I'm thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Which it makes it's not so about easy. Me. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Until someone goes, Cynthia, we want to see your face. Can you? And you're like, oh, you. Okay, I guess you need to see my face. Here it is. Here it, Here it is. is. I'm not I, hiding it. I'm not right? hiding it. Yeah. You just, <laughs> this is my face. Yeah, but it, you know, it was, it was really wonderful. And as we went along, I just, I really did enjoy doing that. That was a wonderful way to introduce myself to film. It was a wonderful way to be put, you know, you know on screen. Into the deep end, definitely. Well, but, it is. I mean, yeah. just set up the movie <clears throat> a little about yeah. what it is about. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> it, essentially, it's a heist <clears throat> movie. But uh, these three women 
ha they lose their husbands uh, to a heist that goes terribly wrong, uh, and because they are victims of circumstance, they need to, to themselves take over a heist that hasn't been done yet. They need a driver. They need someone who can like get them to and from and, and there help. you are. And there I am. Um, I happen to be one of the wife's babysitters, um, but I'm also in my own situation. I have a daughter. Uh, I'm on my own. I live uh, in low-income housing. Like it's not. It, she's not in an ideal situation and she needs to get out of it and she needs help. And so uh, the premise is that when she is trying to travel from place to place, she has to run pretty much everywhere because public transport doesn't come to where she lives. So she runs further enough away to get to a bus mm -hmm. and then she has to run from that bus to wherever she's going to. And sort of they see something in each other and I think this wife sees that Belle needs help and Bella's only trying to do her best and also is super intelligent can drive and has speed so she brings her into these into this escapade to this this height well it's quite the escapade yeah. it's uh it's gritty very and, gritty I mean you're scary. watching I'm sitting there watching widows yeah you know I if I can do it I yeah. always try to not know anything anybody's saying yeah. until I go see it yeah. before I have to review it and you come in pretty late yeah very late and I was sitting there and I went jump back you know <laughs> what just happened what's going on in this movie yeah. because you have this incredible screen presence thank you and thank to you have much. that how do you know you have it you know that's just it thank you I <laughs> you're just no walking idea. into this and going <laughs> oh and i'm doing this scene with viola davis um fine fine yeah. <laughs> okay yeah i'm i care about her and how all that's working yeah. out but yeah. it's so it's such, and, and when the two of you especially yeah. are in a little bit of a conflict. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many, the it's, energy it's, that's going on in there. It, do you know what? I, I didn't really, because you, you don't know until you see it. And I saw it and I was like, what? This, this really works. You feel it because she is who she is and she's incredible. Mm -hmm. And she gives you energy. So you bounce that energy back, and mm -hmm. I, that's how I feel. That's what I feel like acting is. It's you, energy for energy. Mm -hmm. You give me some, I give you some. You give me some, I give you some. <laughs> She's wonderful in that she gives that to you. And so every time we're in a space together, you can't help but to try to match and try to give it back to her. So I guess that's what people are seeing. And that's the most surprising thing. The way people have responded to it, people that have seen it already, the way people have uh, responded to Bell. I didn't know that they would do that. I, I was just happy for my little part, you know what I mean? I didn't know that people would, you know, take to her and notice her so much, and they have. It's kind of awesome. And how does Steve McQueen, as a director, let you know that he's pleased with what you've just done? Or does he? He, he has, um, he takes this long pause at the end of a scene, and he goes, cut. Like this long drawn out cut. And you're like, yes, he's happy, he's happy. Okay, it's it happens over. every time when you wait for it, you just wait for that. Because whenever he, you know he's happy with the scene when he just lets it run on just a little longer. Mm -hmm. He wants that like extra, like the sound bite at the end, that silence, <laughs> that the, the weight of the silence of the scene. He wants it at the end and it, it goes out for a little bit, draws out for a little bit. And cut, and you're like, okay, we've got it, we're happy, yes, good. And it's so satisfying, it's so incredibly satisfying, because you know it's so clear that he's happy with it. And he's, he had, I have to say, he's like the kindest man ever, just a big teddy bear who loves his work, who loves to make film, who loves to make art, and who loves the, the artists that he gets to work with. He's so caring, and that is, 
never hidden on set ever. But Cynthia, yes. you do widows first movie. Yes. No singing. No singing. Not a single Not a note no. is happening. No. <laughs> Did that make you happy? Yes. 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 Yeah. It was. It was. It was because it's refreshing, I guess, to know that someone feels confident in my ability outside of being a singer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was the w- most wonderful thing about it. W- there was actually a scene when I, where I did sing a little bit and he was like, no, we don't need it. I think he wanted it for me, mm-hmm. for people to see me without me, without singing. Mm-hmm. I think it was important for him to, for, for people to see this girl do something that wasn't a musical, do something that just was her as an actress. Well, I and think, I think it he is believes too. in, and you see it, and you see, it's yeah. a whole different context. Yeah. But then, when you do bad times then it's at the El Royale, yeah. there is. Yeah. And you're, and who do you play in that? Uh, Darlene Sweet. That's, yes. And she is a singer. She is a singer. Yeah. And she sit, uh, we sit. Everything I sing is live on set. Nothing's pre-recorded, and so that is another kind of ta- like task or test in itself. Because mm-hmm. I guess Drew trusted me to just get it right mm-hmm. every time. Everything is a cappella. There is no nothing has any like music behind it. It's just a wonderful picks of songs a cappella, sung without music, every time. Just and again, you're room. fine with that. And I'm fine not, with that. It's yeah, okay. I'm sort of throw the challenges at me. I'm really good with them. Here Give them is. to me. I'm I'm up for it. I think I'm just re- relishing all the the adventures that I get to go on when I play these characters. It I I love it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. How did it start where you got into this business in the first place? From the age of five, I started singing. And I was asked to sing, and tell a story because I feel like I remember it like it was yesterday. I was asked to sing Silent Night uh, in a nativity play. And when I finished singing, uh, and I wasn't playing, I don't know why they asked me. I was playing a shepherd, so I don't know why they asked me. The shepherds me. are bursting into song. I guess so. <laughs> sure I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be the singing shepherd, <laughs> fine. Fine. So sing Silent Night, and I remember finishing, and people were smiling and clapping a lot. And I remember thinking, oh, this is, this is nice. People are happy. And I think that I associated my performing with making people happy. And I don't think that's ever changed. And so what I, I think what I've been striving to do with every performance is to make, make people happy. Yeah. Not a bad way to go into anything yeah. to do that yeah. because, you know, you had done a sister act too yes. in London. Yeah. So you you're brought up in London. Yes, very much so. But you're of uh, Nigerian heritage. Yes. Yes. Now this has caused some people to get their noses out of joint because you're now playing. I mean, right. come on, this is a part. Yes. Harriet Tubman. This yeah. is like this is. Yes. Yeah. It's huge. We, we hear this now. You're not the only one who gets this. Well, you're not exactly who she is. Right, you, no. You were raised in London. Yes. So you're not an ancestor of slaves. Yes. You know, you don't come from that. Wow. And what, how do you answer it? I understand where the hurt is coming from. I understand that people feel like they haven't been seen. And I think it comes from not having enough of the roles that we should see for women of color out there. There just aren't enough. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that this is a huge uh, figure in history that people love. She's beloved. Um, and I understand why the African-Americans who feel like it, it doesn't belong to me. And I don't think 
I don't think she belongs to anyone. I think she belongs to to those who hold her dear. Mm -hmm. She is a special character, a special woman who has influenced me and who is dear to me and has inspired me as a woman of color because I learned about her, mm -hmm. I know about her and I've done the research on her, done the reading on her and I think that there just needs to be a conversation about what we experience as Brits as actors, mm -hmm. uh, as actors of color and what we experience as African Americans uh, and actors of color and I think that there definitely is a conversation where we have to come together to discuss how we feel, how we've been treated, what we've been able to get, what we haven't been able to get, where we feel invisible, where mm -hmm. we don't, because there is that invisibility spans across. Like I've definitely felt invisible in the UK from time to time. I've definitely felt invisible from time to time. And and you, you're searching for things that look like you. You and the things that we see usually on screen in the UK are are American figures. We I saw. The first thing I saw work with a woman in the, like, the primary lead was uh, Scandal. Oh, really? So yeah, Gary, we Carrie didn't Washington. Have, yeah, we didn't American have a Carrie team. Washington. We didn't have yeah. a Viola Davis. And we, we were watching here. So there is definitely conversation to be had. But the thing I can say of this character is that if I didn't feel like I was fit for her, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be taking the role. And, and I have definitely worked for it. That is for sure. I've worked for it both mentally, both physically. I didn't come to it easily at all. Um, and it's taken and is going to take a lot of work, which I'm prepared to do. So, Well, I mean, we can look forward to so much. It's not like I have to ask you. We know what's coming. <laughs> we, we have two. We're going to have another two you in 2019 yeah. to do that. Yeah. You have to come back then and talk of about those. I can't do that. I need you here all of the course. time. Of course. We'll do like because a running commentary. The energy is that we'll just keep doing <laughs> yes. that. been happening. But this is your first time on <laughs> yes, the show. So is. you have no idea that we end in a little, a little bit of song. Oh. But we do. Well, I, th I guess I'm made for that then. I what bet you are because you, you just explained to anybody, <laughs> I'm fearless. I all like right, to sing great. live. You and know. Just anything? Whatever's in your head is okay. what we want to hear. Oh, okay. Um, oh, this is, it's, it's actually a ballad. It's a little sad, but I love it. It's, it sounds beautiful. It's by a, an artist called Jasmine Sullivan, and it's called In Love With Another Man. Okay, I'll do the first bit of it. If I could, could forgive him, I would, please believe me. And I know that I should throw the towel in. But baby, it's not, not so easy. Hey, you treat me so much better than him. And if I was saying there'd be no competition, but I'm in love with someone else. Whoa, <laughs> thank you so much. That was great. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I can just go home and be happy now. That Good. was just great. Good. Cynthia, thank you so thank much. You, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>